0: Never surrender. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. This is Oilers Now. Oh, I have a feeling we're going to have a few things to talk about on today's show. Welcome. Let's get right to it. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, aching after a long day. World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind, rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Coming up, opening half hour of the show, a complete review of uh, last night's game. Uh, did we have time to build a uh, highlight package, Brendan? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh Yeah. Did I? I just, okay, I, I didn't see it on the script. There. It, it, was, uh, it was off the post and in, you might say, oh, but I got okay, her done. Here we go. Hey, I know <laughs> I, I, I made you do about 18 things today, so uh, my apologies. Uh, but, uh, yeah, coming up, a complete review of last night's game. We'll get to, there's so many different storylines that uh, we need to talk about, we should talk about. Uh, we're going to get some help as well. Uh, joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers, uh, for our friends at Abe's Door Service, Elliot Friedman. To help explain what the hell happened with the league-initiated review in overtime last night, ESPN rules analyst Dave Jackson today at 105. I uh, mentioned yesterday that we were going to go old school on you and bring Wayne Overland on uh, to talk uh, a bit about Alexander Ovechkin's record and the lack of recognition given to the impact of the World Hockey Association. We will save that for another day. Uh, We pivot to ESPN rules analyst Dave Jackson today at 105. And one of the most successful men in the business, Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation, coming up at 135. The World Juniors are upon us. He's got five players on Team Canada. And he'll also maybe educate us a bit on how far out conversations actually take place when you're looking to get players extended. Because some of you right now listening to this show are already nervous about the future. And you know what? It's a fair perspective to have. What happens if? Well, and, and again, I, I realize the Oilers are not at a 101 or 103-point pace. I believe when it's all said and done this season, the team will finish with somewhere between 47 to 52 wins. I think they'll have a far better winning percentage in the second half of the season. If it were me, I would push to incrementally improve the team um, in the short term, and then make a bigger move come closer to the time that Evander Kane comes back in the lineup. And that's where you move a contract out. In fact, we're going to go to the top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy uh, Legacy Heating and Cooling. It's a two-parter. Obviously, we have to uh, discuss what transpired last night, um, and we had a you know we're watching Darnell Nurse, and price point matters. You know, you you sign a deal, you get a nine point two five million dollar year extension, eight years. You commit, great. You also have to perform. Nobody knows that better than Darnell Nurse. We'll have some comments from him coming up. Uh, He's had a couple of rough uh, turnovers at home here in the last couple of games and hasn't been at the level that he was in the back half of last season. He'd be the first to tell you that on some nights. Some of you would say he's playing too many minutes and he doesn't have Duncan Keith insulating him, and maybe the Oilers need to make a quick uh, move to address that so they can play somebody more than they're playing Philip Broberg and maybe somebody more experienced to play with Evan Bouchard who's had a tough year as well. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about last night. That's half of the top story. Just a small little housekeeping order for you. Brad Malone has uh, been placed on, uh, is, is he outright been placed on waivers? Is that uh, what's gone on here? Um, I'm just wondering if he's been, I'm trying to think back of when he last went on waivers uh, for the Oilers because you basically have a month from that point. So let me just check here uh, on the date uh, with uh, Brad Malone. Uh, yeah, Brad Malone at noon today was officially placed on waivers. This is a sign that Warren Fogle is going to be back. My guess is he'll play tomorrow against the Anaheim Ducks. It's a 2 o'clock puck drop. Uh, Cam Moon is over at Roger's place right now. The Oilers are having an OPT, a optional uh, practice. The players on the ice are Warren Fogle, Ryan McLeod, which is a good sign when a guy's returning from a, uh, a high ankle sprain, a lower body injury. Um, James Hamlin, Clean Costing, Derek Ryan, Yesopoli Arvey, Devin Shore, and Dylan Holloway all on the ice. Hmm. With Nurse and Broberg and Jack Campbell. That's who's on the ice today. Uh, so Malone is obviously going to be going on. He's on waivers. He'll be reassigned back to Bakersfield. Fogle come back. He'll play Ryan McLeod skating. Usually if I'm going to give you a timeline on, uh, and this is our injury report and it is brought to you by our friends at James H Brown injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. It's as simple. James H Brown. They're the best. They've got 250 plus years of experience to get you the best results. Um, And they are a proud supporter of the community as well. Uh, When a a guy like McLeod who's been out starts to skate and participates in an optional, we're probably looking at two weeks or so. So I'll give you a couple dates here. How about December 30th uh, for Ryan McLeod maybe against Seattle on the road trip? After Christmas, and I mentioned repeatedly, February 7th to March 1st, uh, possibly for Evander Kane, which is does not preclude the orders from doing something small here over the next three weeks to to give the team a little bit of a boost. Something small, and then a bigger move maybe later down the year. That To me, that would kind of make the most logical sense. All right, let's get to it. Uh, straight into... Our Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear, proud to offer on-site Seamster services in embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. I preface this by saying, Brendan S. Scott, and I'm going to get you to comment here as well just before we do the audio. Last night for me may have been, in the 15 years that I've broadcast the team's games, the most frustrating loss. Okay, when Edmonton, when Edmonton blew the 3 0 lead against Anaheim back in 2017, that was a relatively speaking young, inexperienced team. First time in the playoffs. And uh, you know what? Three goals in the final four minutes. The third goal, we all know that probably should have not counted. It did. I was a little angry about, you know, and I, I looked at Darnell Nurse in front of Lynette there at the end of the game, and, and people forget Secra had been knocked out of a game. Uh, Russell got hurt during that game, played his way through it. Darnell Nurse was out there at the end of the game. At that point, just he was just establishing himself as a, as a player in the league. Last night, up in the game, on the power play, 3-2. Had lots of chances, right? Bennington made some huge saves. Stuart Skinner played great. Roughly 3,700 games worth, 37, 3,800 games worth of experience. McDavid, Dryseddle, Nugent Hopkins, nurse, Cody Ceci. You're up by a goal. I won't even get into the money. You can do the math on those guys. They have to manage that game home. It's that simple. There's no so we we can be upset by the call and I didn't like the call. Um, you know, I didn't like the fact that the situation room it, it, it's crazy to me. In this league, we watch Connor, and we're privileged to watch him on a nightly basis. We're watching the most advanced player in the world. And I'm going to bring this up with Dave Jackson. I think there's some officials that he's so good and so fast and does things at such an elite level that they're simply not in position or good enough themselves, not all officials, but some at times, to recognize when penalties and infractions. And he's strong. He doesn't flop. He's not a flopper. He doesn't go down. He's got incredible core strength. So... We've discussed this in the past, that, you know what, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's literally from another planet, though the st- numbers would suggest it was Wayne Gretzky that was the alien from the other planet. But anyhow, we know this about McDavid, and we know at times we're thinking, geez, that was a penalty, how do they possibly?" But then I, I think, well, you know what, the officials may be in a little bit different position. It's absolutely, for me, it's crazy... That someone, in and it's a group of guys in Toronto that sit there and work in that situation room. Brad Holland used to work in that situation room, by the way. Brendan, it's crazy to me that someone in the situation room thinks they have a better idea of what possession is than the officials on the ice and then Connor McDavid himself. You know, does that does that make sense to
2: you? Yeah, it's almost like it was inserting itself into a game that it didn't necessarily need to, right? Like, this is, uh, I don't know, I'm almost speechless, and, and I'm so befuddled yes. by it, I'm, I'm almost last, speechless.
0: Right, and la- and I will tell you, last night was the, but I, you know what? It, they should have never been in the position, and that's what, for us, up 3-1, give St. Louis an easy 3-2 goal and then to give up a goal in the power play. Here's your audio recap for Direct Workwear.
3: The Edmonton Oilers 7-3 in their last 10. They will take on the St. Louis Blues who are starting a Pacific Division road trip. Dreisaitl gets it through the middle. Here's Hyman's goal! Deep in the zone, gets sent out through the middle, shoots and scores. Kyrou was wide open through the slot. He fires it off the post and in, and this game's tied at one. Darnell Nurse has to make a better play. A drop to Connor McDavid. Comes down the right wing, into the blue zone. He's going to go to the net, scores! Connor McDavid down the right wing. Gets into the blue zone, stops on the left wing. Across to the right point for Barry. His shot, scores! front of the net by Yamamoto! On the right wing, able to dish the pocket, gets in front, scores! Thomas, into the slot, goes right up under the bar, and the Oilers lead cut to 3-2. It's Nurse. Wheels in behind the net, his pass hits the stick of Tarasenko, bounces just wide. Into the left wing corner, out to Tarasenko, he scores! Darnell
0: Nurse has had just a horrendous night. This game's tied at three. That is an unf You're on the power play. You can't
3: make that puck play. Here's McDavid on the right wing. Now into the Blues and through the middle. He lost it. Dreisaitl to McDavid. To Dreisaitl, the save. Scores! Leon Dreisaitl got his own rebound. And the Oilers win it. 4-3.
0: The Situation Room in Toronto has initiated a challenge to review the play for offside prior to the goal. Offside. After reviewing the play, it was determined the play was offside. There is no goal. Please reset the clock to
3: 2.45. So Cairo the right shot down the middle. Now he stops up, shoots, scores. Ah, oh, what a shot. Woo. Upstairs off the post and in. That was perfect shot by Kairou. And the Blues have a 1-0 lead in the shootout. Drysidle trying to extend this shootout as it comes down the left. Dreisaitl shot, and the save by Bennington, and the St. Louis Blues pull this one out of the fire. And they will win it 4-3 in a shootout. A late goal in the third. Boiler goal in overtime called back due to offside.
0: And they win it in the
3: shootout 4-3 the final.
0: All right, so Edmonton loses. Uh, Darnell obviously involved in two of the three goals against. In fairness, on the game-tying goal, Cody Cece on the point on the power play uh, mishandles the puck. If it's five on five in that situation, he's just outside the blue line. How many of you are thinking if it's five on five, he just rips it back into the, the uh, St. Louis zone? But instead, the orders are on the power play. They have The puck ends up back in Edmonton's end. I'm not sure what happened with Nurse behind the net where suddenly the puck came in. McDavid supported. He went behind the net with the puck, and then O'Reilly belted him up the puck, and it went right to uh, right to uh, Tarasenko. So, I mean, CC would tell you he's got to make a better play. Nurse would definitely tell you he needs to make a better play, and McDavid would tell you he needs to make a better it's three play. And that's usually how it works, three mistakes. But it can't happen. Not in the final 30 seconds of a game when you're on a power play. Um, on an odd night that started with the Blues dressing the wrong or starting the wrong lineup. Here's Darnell Nurse after the game.
1: I mean, we shouldn't be in that position. Uh, I, mean, I turned the puck over there with 18 seconds left. Or 20 seconds left. Like, uh, it's, that's unacceptable on my part and let my teammates down tonight. So shouldn't be in the position to, to be an OT like that. Um, play too many important minutes in situations like that to be making plays like that, and that's on me.
0: Jay Woodcroft um, won't blame Darnell. Yeah, I think we win and lose as a team, and today we lost. As for Tyson Berry, he had these comments on Nurse and the giveaway.
1: He plays such an important role in this team, and he's he's every night. He's playing big minutes against the hard, you know best players in the world, and um, he's a, a leader physically and. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's, it's hockey. You're going to play, he's going to play over 1,000 games. He's going to have a couple ones he, he would like back, but I've had a million of those myself. So it's just, uh, it's part of the game, and, and you move on. And that's. Uh, and I know Nursey's one of the mentally tougher guys I've ever met, so it'll be no problem for him.
0: Yeah, unfortunately for Darnell, I mean, the turnover against Eric Sinek at home a week ago Friday against uh, Minnesota and then the two last night, um, here's Jay Woodcroft's postgame assessment.
2: I thought it was actually a really uh, good hockey game. I thought there was lots of good, there's stuff that we gotta clean up. I thought in the last 10 minutes, we got a huge goal. That was a huge goal for us. Um, You know, and then um, they made a play on an entry that we normally um, don't make uh, the error that we make there. And then, you know, with 30 seconds left in the game, um, you know, we make an error that we don't usually make. But as I said, we win and lose as a team, and today we got one point. We didn't get two.
0: Uh, Woodcroft added these additional thoughts on the shorthanded goal that St. Louis scored to tie it.
2: We had two defensemen on the ice and three forwards that we trust, and we made a human error. We made an error, and uh, normally we don't make that error. It ended up in the back of our net because they're a good team,
0: and uh, you know we got one point instead of two. Meanwhile, Tyson Berry had this perspective. The order's up 3-1 with 10 minutes to go. What happened?
1: I don't know if anything changed. I think, you know, we were having a you know, fairly solid third period, and it's just one of those things where, you know, I think, uh, cause I know Nurse, he's taking it hard on himself, but he tries to make the right play to go to Leon, who would have had a shot at the empty net, and it hits the guy's shaft, I think, or whatever, and then it's kind of bouncing around. and, um, Yeah, I, I mean, it's... It's disappointing because the game's right there, but uh, you, know, you move on. It's a game of mistakes. That's why people come and watch. And um, we've got to obviously we've got to learn how to how to close those ones out. But I think uh, it's a, a bit of a one off there.
0: Well, uh, you do have to learn from it. Uh, no, no point about it. Now here's the irony. So we we've highlighted the fact that they blew the game. They that should have been a four-two game or a three-two game, right? They, they they should have closed that out in regulation. All that being said. You can make a strong argument they should have won the game in overtime until there was a review that was initiated from uh, the NHL Situation Room. Here's Jay Woodcroft on the disallowed offside goal. I haven't read the language yet, so I don't know
2: uh, why uh, that decision was made in the way it was, Um, but, uh, you know, I saw... Connor have possession uh, over over the blue line the puck uh, the next time he touched it I thought he touched it first um, but they might have a different angle I I, I don't know, I can't explain that
0: Alright, meanwhile Connor McDavid says he wants some clarification from the National Hockey League
1: you know, The league's got to clarify some of these rules um, you know, what's a kick, what's offside what's goalie interference um kind of depends on the night, I guess. So uh, Disappointing, obviously. Obviously, we should never have even let it get to that point. So, um, disappointing.
0: Uh, McDavid added, additionally, he felt he did have possession.
1: And since I was a kid, I thought, you know, if you have possession of the puck, it's, it's onside. If I have possession or not, I guess that's, uh, that's the judgment call. So, uh, either way, I think players just want... Um, some clarity on some of these rules. You know, we've been burned on a few kicks and stuff like that, and obviously Calgary had the situation last year in the playoffs, so, you know, it kind of goes back a long way, um, not understanding some of the rules of our own game. It's uh, its kind of funny, I guess.
0: Brendan, do you recall which two broadcasters were shocked they took that goal away from Coleman last year in Game 5? Oh, you and Jack? <laughs> yeah. The guys, I remember yeah. driving back after the game, the NHL Network guys were doing their post-game on the radio, and they were like, and my... Uh, uh Brentridge Ford F-150 on the drive back from Calgary. And uh, they were like, even the Edmonton broadcasters were like, how did that not count? Like, to me, the spirit of the rule, that should have been a goal. Last night, spirit of the rule, to me, that should be a goal. I don't like that a guy, somebody in the situation room is saying, I know possession better than the world's greatest player. So, a couple of the guys that are would be theoretically in a situation room would be Colin Campbell and Mike Murphy, who were journeyman players in the National Hockey League. Uh, here is uh, the final word.
1: Tyson Berry, I think, summed it up well on Connor McDavid's disallowed goal. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the replay, but obviously, I mean, you're talking about Connor McDavid. If he feels like he's got control of the puck, he can, he can pretty much guarantee he's got control of the puck. He's. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I'd have to see it before I go and say anything, but um, he obviously feels pretty passionate about he had it, and I'm inclined to, to believe him.
0: So at the end of the day, look, uh, the Oilers blew that game for me, one of the most frustrating games I've ever broadcast. Um, granted, it's not a playoff game. It should be some learning lessons. You have to bring that one home in regulation. Don't like the call in overtime. Uh, so there you have it. And... We've got hundreds of texts, and a lot of you are heated and frustrated. Just on Darnell, he's going to have better games. He's going to have better days. He needs to play better. Okay? He'd be the first to tell you that. There is pressure with that, and it's going to be hard for him to live up to some of the expectations at that price point because he doesn't play in the first unit power play. Take a look at where Tyson Berry has crept up to in NHL defense scoring over since December the 1st. Okay? And I'll tell you why. Because sometimes you just drop the puck off and McDavid goes end-to-end for a power play goal like he did against Nashville again last night, and you get an assist on that, okay? And Nurse, it doesn't benefit from that right now. It's going to be hard for Darnell to have more than 40, 45 points in a season if he's not on the power play. It's that simple. But he's got to play better defensively, and I have a little bit of empathy for him in terms of asserting himself physically because the Oilers don't have enough backup right now in the lineup. And sometimes you protect your players by not inciting more activity on the ice. All right, that was an extensive open. When we come back, uh, we'll have one of the most plugged-in men in the business, Elliot Friedman for Abe's door service, after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson.